Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey everybody, happy Monday. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. If you're brand new to the podcast, if you're a, a student or a fan of Jenny's, welcome. It's great to have you here. Uh, DM me on Insta and say, hey, I love hearing from listeners new and old. So today, a special, delightful uh, episode an interview I did recently with Jenny Lee. It's the second time that I've had the very good fortune to interview Jenny. And uh, in this interview, we're talking about her new book, uh, which is called Spark Change. And she's just emailed me to say that the guides that we're talking about in the interview, you can get them now. So definitely uh, pre-order your book, get your guides you'll learn more about what all of that means when I play you the interview. We also, I also, also spoke with Jenny about some um, sort of feisty questions because I really look up to her as, uh, you know, she's, she's a writer, she's a yoga therapist, she's a student of Paramahamsa Yogananda, she's got a very committed um, and thorough practice and I really value her wisdom on all things yoga and you know, what's going on in yoga land. And um, anyway, so I, I asked her some spicy questions, which she graciously answered. I think I think you're going to enjoy our conversation. Also today, a quick reminder that uh, growing your yoga business starts on Wednesday. That's my Wednesday. It might be your Tuesday. Um, I know it's going to be Pamela's Tuesday, 1 p.m. in the afternoon. we figured that out this morning. So there's a place left if you'd like it. Um, you can DM me for info uh, on Instagram and I'll get back to you. But otherwise for today, enjoy this beautiful conversation with the always inspiring and warm-hearted and generous Jenny Lee. Hey everybody, welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher podcast for this week. I am really delighted uh, to be uh, welcoming a return guest on the Abundant Yoga Teacher podcast, which is really saying something because for the most part, I don't do guests, so they have to be exceptional. And my guest this week most certainly is uh, Jenny Lee. Welcome back to the podcast. It's a delight to have you back. Thank you. That's an honor. Thank you. You're welcome. I um, and For folks who uh, want to hear more of the two of us chatting after you listen to this episode, some time ago now, uh, I had the very good fortune of interviewing Jenny for a series of um, interviews that I was doing with yoga teachers. And uh, I discovered her fortuitously because I found her book, True Yoga, in a yoga studio while I happened to be passing through some studio somewhere uh, on my travels. And it was just such a fantastic book and a um, and Jenny, what you don't know is that since I spoke with you and rave about that book, I've had so many people contact me to tell me that they love it as well and that it's been the doorway that they needed into Patanjali, into living yoga off the mat and in, in a way that's incredibly uh, pragmatic and um, sort of spiritually lofty but not in an unattainable way. Does that make sense? That was exactly my intention because <laughs> with that book, it, you know, it came about because I, I was trying to 
find for myself that doorway into those scriptures and philosophies and through all of my studies, you know, I found that there really wasn't a lot on the market that, that provided that. So that's very much was my intention. And thank you for that reflection. I appreciate it. And it has been reflected to me by, by lots of people that, that that's been their experience of it. And that makes my heart really happy. So. Amazing. I, I can only imagine what it must feel like to have brought something and we'll talk about your new something forward like that and then to have it so well received. But before we do talk about your beautiful new offering for all of us, I'm wondering for folks who don't know you very well yet, give us the quick rundown, give us the annotated bio for folks who might be thinking, who is this woman? Um, so I've been a yoga therapist for about 20 years now. Um, and I'm an author of three books. So true yoga was my first, that's what you just mentioned. And my Mm -hmm. second one is called breathing love meditation in action. And then we're going to talk about my third book called spark change, which is coming out in September. So, um, my work in the world these days is primarily with private clients. Although I did own a studio and um, taught lots and lots of public classes for many, many years. But uh, I particularly enjoy the one-on-one work of yoga therapy and as well as the writing and that engagement with readers. Amazing. Okay, let's do it. Cause I, I, I've, I've read some that, you know, that we've been in preparing for this talk, uh, but I want you to tell everybody everything about this incredible new offering for us, because again, what I love, one of the things that, well, I love the way that you write and that it's so relatable, but I also like the, just the concept of the book itself because it has such great utility. And as a book addict, having a book that I can use, it sort of helps me justify having more books. Tell us about this, this new offering. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just say that I feel the same way. I'm definitely a book addict, have been my whole life. And I'm the kind of person who, when I have a book, there's a million marks in it and sticky notes and pages turned down. And my bookshelf is filled with things that I've really embodied and ingested. And so I love that. And I aspire to be a writer who brings pragmatic things to people, to readers, so that they can not just read something great and walk away and go, oh, great, but that they actually walk away and they are thinking about it in their own life. And so that's really important to me. So thank you for that. the book is called Spark Change, and the subtitle is really what I think the meat of it is, mm. is 108 Provocative Questions for Spiritual Evolution. And um, I love I love both the title, which I can't take credit for. That's all my publisher, but the <laughs> subtitle, subtitle I'll take credit for because that was my working title, and um, I love it. So These questions, you know, for the yogis in the audience, these questions are what I would call a really deep dive into the niyama of swadhyaya or this practice of introspection and self-reflection that we are called to in our yoga practice. For listeners who are not yogis or who are not familiar with the terminology of swadhyaya, um, this is a book that is about taking a look at the aspect of self that is that is more than just physical you know more than just the physical personality but really trying to help guide readers into the questions and the reflections that enable them to to begin to know who they are beyond kind of the roles that they play in the world and the relationships that they're in but who they really are at that spiritual nature and 
as a yoga practitioner, that is what I'm always going after in whatever I'm doing, coaching or writing is, is that journey back to essential self and spiritual self. And so, um, these, the questions that I take readers through in this book are divided into 12 themes. And each of the 12 themes has nine questions. And the questions, it's not just a list of questions. Each question has um, an explanation and kind of a how to engage with it and where I'm hoping you'll, you'll kind of go in your inner exploration. But one of the things that is also important to me as a coach, as a yoga therapist, is that um, I, I tell people, you know, I don't have your answers. Mm. You have your answers. Mm. And as a coach, I'm here to help you find your answers. And that's really what I'm trying to do through this book is condense so much of what I take my clients through into a format where, because I can't work with, you know, everybody that I might want to work with, but this at least gives them some sense of the type of work that I do with people where um, if they pick it up and they're, they're going through these questions, that's the sort of therapeutic process that they might find if they were working with me and, and, but that can be done on your own. And if you're, if you're like, you're saying, if you're somebody who loves books and, and is willing to really engage with them, you know, this is a book that you could read cover to cover, and it is laid out in a way where the themes build upon each other, but it's also the kind of book and I love this aspect because I have a lot of friends who are not readers, mm. surprisingly. And I love that this is the kind of book that they can have on their living room table or by their bedside or in their bathroom. <laughs> I've had friends tell me they keep my books in their bathroom. <laughs> I take that as a high compliment, I guess. <laughs> but that, um, that they could just pick up and flip open and pull out one question. Mm. And that might be all they need that day. It might be all they need out of the book. I don't know. Maybe just one question can be enough. Yeah. It really, it, could, it truly could yeah, be at a certain point in your life. Yeah. So it's, it's, I love that it's just one of those books that could be engaged with in a lot of different ways. A lot of different ways. I like the idea of flip and journal. I imagine that would be more my approach day to day, flip and flip that one journal. Love it. And you know, I think I'm hearing more and more from yoga teachers. Maybe it's just, well, I don't know why it is, but yoga teachers who are at the point in their own personal practice where they're moving beyond asana, maybe they don't leave it behind altogether. Maybe it's always a part of that part is always a part of their life, but, but the introspection part is definitely becoming more prominent. And, and I often get asked for suggestions on what should I read next or where should I go next to get more training? How should I learn more? What I'm hearing you say about your book is actually, well, you can take all the training you want. You just have to, like the university is inside, just just turn it around. So I love this, the, exactly what you're saying about Swadhyaya, Swadhyaya, like you can, all that you could possibly desire to learn, you have instant access to. The, the membership site is just, you just got to turn within. You've got it. <laughs> well, I think something you said on a recent podcast was that the, the, um, the training is all around us every single day, yeah. right? The training yeah. is life. So the practice, I think you were reflecting in your podcast, how less and less of your personal practice True. is asana, as, as is mine becomes less and less that, and more like the everyday moments, mm. every moment of every day is our yoga practice. Mm. I mean, there is no on the mat, off the mat. It's all the mat at this point. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, 
so yeah, I think the training really is life and it's all about how we engage with it. And if we're, we're willing to do, to look at every circumstance as that opportunity to go deeper in our understanding of our practice. Um, and I'm just going to throw a really quick thing in here yeah. because I created a special guide for yoga teachers. This is what I was going to ask. This has got I to be a resource for yoga teachers, surely. Tell us more. Yeah. <laughs> so it hasn't been offered yet, but if you um, if you sign up on my website, which I'm sure yeah. we'll get to, it's yeah, yeah. just my name, JennyLeeYogaTherapy.com. Um, you, if you, there's right now we're offering the, an excerpt from the book. So you can put your email in, you'll get a free excerpt of the book. Uh, pretty soon we're going to put up uh, these free guides. There's going to be one for book clubs and one for cool. yoga teachers. Cool. But the, since we're talking to the yoga audience today, um, I'm really excited about it. I wrote the guide and it is exactly what you're talking about. It's yes. for teachers who want to go deeper and who want to bring some of this reflective work into their classes, into their own practice. And so this is um, my way of kind of supporting them and doing that in addition to the book. So it'll, it's just a free resource that we created. I love that. As you were talking about the overarching premise of it, I'm thinking this is, this is amazing for people who run retreats. This is amazing for people who to base workshops around these ideas, class themes, uh, even people that write to me and say, I don't know what to put in my newsletter. Well, guess what? Now you've got some starting points to even think about things differently. So an incredible resource, personal and professional. And, you know, something you did recently, which I thought was a great resource for teachers, which was a kind of, this has been a while back actually, but um, what to post on social media. Yeah, and totally. Sometimes we get a little stagnant in what we have to say. And so you could literally pick up one of these questions, think about it for a while and then do a little video for your audience on your personal reflection on this topic. And so it's, you got 108 uh, <laughs> here <laughs> social media posts. Uh, since I'm all about social media these days, which is just a whole other topic. But <laughs> So uh, hopefully you're getting, as, we're, as people are listening, you're seeing like these reports coming up from Amazon and all the places, because hopefully everybody's going out and, uh, and getting this. You know, this is, this is a... Um, a resource, actually, a resource. And the I'm really interested in the intersection or the transition between, um, you know, knowledge and action. We, we get we often don't bring the two together. We think that the knowledge is the yoga or we think that the action is the yoga, but it's the, the blending of the two that, that, that where the, I think, where the, the interesting work happens. So, folks, spark joy, spark change, spark joy, spark change. Um, so, loop back 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 talking there was one other thing you mentioned that I wanted to pick up on resource free guide go by the book how did you know which questions to develop how much of this is based on your own process what you've worked with with clients how did you choose 108 I mean not the number that I get that but which 108 yeah, so it was a process. Um, I compiled questions for several years, um, and then I and this is kind of my process in writing. Anyway, I'll I'll have an idea and I'll just start making notes, and it's like this big brain dump for a long time before I see something kind of congeal. Mm -hmm. And um, so as I was, I, I knew I was going to be doing this questions book, so I was compiling questions, but I hadn't outlined the twelve themes. And then as I started to 
see the like the body of them all then i could i started to see patterns and i and the themes kind of emerged from the big massive questions that i had compiled and then it as i was thinking about the process of change and the way in which people embrace change and what gets them stuck in different places and how i help clients kind of walk through that process of change because you know people a lot of people can want to change something or they know they need to transform something but they just don't know how to get from a to z and so there really is um a process to it and i actually ran a retreat a long time ago uh called and i titled my theme of the retreat insight into action and so just picking up on what you just said it it we can sometimes get stuck in one of the two like yeah. we might have this brilliant sort of awareness but we don't know how to embody it or we might think we have like action but it's just not um not that inspired so yeah. it's that really there is a process to change and that's what i'm taking people through and it is very reminiscent of the type of process that i take clients through in yoga therapy and to finish answering what you asked in this particular question is the questions also do did come from my own personal um personal process so i've been a journaler my whole life and i i talk about how i reviewed like you know way too many years of journals oh that is <laughs> a gutsy thing to do yeah and it's amazing you know it was amazing how repetitive yes the questioning yes. was at times and you i got kind of doggedly on to something and just wouldn't let it go until i really came to the answer that i needed and sometimes you have to ask a question over and over and over and kind of reconfigure it and come back around it and come around the backside and it's like until you get it until you get it for yourself and that's um that's what i'm hoping people will do with this is this will just be a jumping off place and that these will be truly sparks to change that they can continue to work with in their own lives something okay i'm i'm proposing that we go into slightly spicier territory and let's just see how we go but something that uh, i've sort of been personally working with lately is the reconciliation between personal development and sort of spiritual progress and um for, for better or worse wherever you decide to lay it down the intersection between so let's just say yoga in the new age or yoga and personal development to the point where it seems that in some tracks of yoga it's become almost like this personal development obsession to the extent that in order to strive to become our best selves there must be something wrong with us now you know, there's sort of, if we take a, if we pull it apart, there's so much messaging about, you know, live your best life, be your best self, pursue your truth, bliss, da, da, da. Um, that by, by accepting that premise, we're, we're assuming that what we have now is insufficient or inadequate or less than in some way. And I, and I have friends who are addicted to every new release, you know, it's time for, it's your time and you can do whatever you want kind of books. And it started to dawn on me that, well, in a way, that's kind of sad. And while I love their enthusiasm for happiness and joy and feeling grounded and, and building on their self-esteem, there's also something sad in there that they feel they need to keep consuming the stuff that they're not good enough yet. And so I'm wondering what 
you know, I, the, one of the things that I like about your book is it's not because it because of the utility. It feels like it there. Your hundred eight questions are tools for sort of revelation in the yoga sense, rather than the um, the grasping to be better than what we already are. Does that make sense? There's a very subtle difference between um, that kind of em- hungry ghost kind of grasping for if only I could just be my true self if only I could be good enough versus what else is in here what what else am I learning about myself what else can I discover I'm just curious to know what you think being an author in this space no I think it's a really great reflection and um I know that listeners can't see what I'm seeing in our interview and the, the, <laughs> the, body mood, the gesture that's happening, <laughs> but the gesture is actually so telling. And so I'm going to describe it. So she, she, uh, she was doing the Macarena and the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, she was moving things away from her heart or her chest. And that's actually a perfect gesture because to me, yoga, all of the big picture of yoga, what what the true essence of yoga is, is a journey to the removing of all obstacles to our true self. So the true self is always there. It's not that you're lacking and then you become it. You are it right now, but the the premise in yoga of avidya or maya, you know, these terms that point to an ignorance of our true nature, an unawareness of our true nature. It's not that it's not there. It's just that we are not totally aware of it. And so the that removing of obstacles or like you were gesturing at mm. pulling things kind of away from the heart and moving the this stuff, this junk that kind of compiles on the personality self is is what this book is about. It's definitely that journey of remembering what you already are it's about moving the things that are occluding that beautiful Mm -hmm. brilliant self that is right there um so i guess it's different maybe than typical what quote quote air quote personal development books because we're not trying to change from being one thing to the other but really the change is more of that emergence emerging I love as that. who we really are yeah it's it's not a um it's not a seeking for completion it's a remembrance of completion or perfection or whatever you want to call it right. and 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 so therefore if you drink a green drink because you want to, great, but it doesn't make you <laughs> a better yogini necessarily. You could still be a biatch and be eating as much superfoods as you can get your hands on. Yes. <laughs> and, and also just, um, I think when we think about that too, it just, it just cuts away any um, requirement of comparison or judgment about other people's. This is what yoga is to me. Your yoga is what it is to you. And if we come back to the premise you're talking about, about, you know, however you want to describe it, you know, being divine already, whatever the language is for folks that are listening, there's no need to compare and judge. Oh, that's not the real yoga or she's doing the cheaty way or she's only in it for her glutes or she's all woo-woo and only about kirtan, never does any, any asana. Who cares? Like all of that stuff is just like, 
the case. All of that stuff that you just mentioned, um, you know, whether we're in physical practice or we're doing meditation or we're singing kirtan or all of that stuff, the yoga stuff, <laughs> to me are just tools. Yes. They're just, they're just tools that we pick up and we use for the same purpose, which is to excavate that, that inner beautiful essence of self. And some people excavate that through postures and other people excavate that true essence of self through singing bhakti and, you know, devotion. And some people do it through parenting and some people do it through yeah. gardening or, and so for all of all, Jenny, I've got these, a small hand, small, beautiful handful of um, regular binge listeners and they'll know who they are because a number of them say things like, I don't look like sort of I don't look like a yoga teacher I don't want to put my photograph on Instagram I don't look like a yoga teacher but when we take everything that you and I've just said what does he what does a yogi look like just the person the person yes absolutely you if you're living and breathing and trying to teach the best most loving version of what you understand yoga to be in this moment then you're a yoga teacher. And you look exactly perfect. Yes. Please put your picture on Instagram. Instagram <laughs> is, has far too full of all the bendy, skinny people wearing Lululemon with their foot behind their head. <laughs> I, we've all seen enough. Please put some other pictures on Instagram. We'd all love to see you. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. Okay, good. We've got more time. Um, can we change direction for a moment? Because I'm curious if you could share with us a little bit about uh, your yoga therapy work, because the way that most people use that term is different to the way that you use it. So you're not helping someone with their scoliosis. That's not what we're talking about. I do at times. Um, <clears throat> the way I explain yoga therapy, though, is that there's a spectrum. And just like in yoga asana classes, you know, there's many different styles and forms. Mm -hmm. And so the, the yoga asana that might be right for one body is not necessarily right for another body. And so some might be practicing yin and some might be practicing ashtanga. And so it's all fine. Um, yoga therapy spectrum, uh, the therapeutic application of all of what yoga is to any one person is how I mm. describe yoga therapy. Mm. But that spectrum is going to encompass many things. So if someone is having physical challenges, then often that's the first entry point. And so we would address something that's going on in the body, some discomfort, some pocket of tension that's you know keeping them from easeful living in any way or easeful sitting if they're a meditator or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but then it really goes beyond that. So there are yoga therapists that focus directly and primarily on body rehabilitation as any physical therapist might. Um, utilizing the, the physical practices of yoga. But I come from um, the end of the spectrum that is more the psycho-spiritual end. So I'm really looking at the, the inner being that's sitting in front of me, regardless of what their body needs are. Yes, we'll address those, but I'm real, always going to go beyond that. So we're going to be talking about, you know, what, what lights them up and what shuts them down. And you know, where are they finding joy or do, have they forgotten what that word even means? It's been so long. And, you know, how can we bring this divine light that who that is who they are back on? And um, 
what are the characteristics of that? And what are the practices within yoga that are going to turn that light back on for that individual? So that's, that. that's yoga therapy to me. Yeah, I love it. Um, is it okay if we go just just go swim a little further out into this territory because I know that I'm working with a, a few um, women at the moment and I've heard I've heard this from other people too that they're interested in doing some coaching work and they would like to blend that into their yoga teaching bring those modalities together um, and I'm very mindful about uh, kind of role creep and that and what is the ethical boundary for what we're qualified and equipped to support people with and what is what you might share with a girlfriend but not appropriate to share with someone who sees you as an authority and a professional how do you how do you know in the work that you do where the edge is for what's in scope and where it's time to refer somebody or talk about maybe I'm not the right person I'm curious to know your approach to that well, here in the States, um, the International Association of Yoga Therapists, I'm not sure if they have jurisdiction hmm. in Australia. Yeah, they do. Okay. So they, you know, over the last couple of years, they've been very thorough in defining the scope of practice and the standards for yoga therapy training programs. So oftentimes people will ask me who I recommend that, you know, they're interested in possibly doing more training in yoga therapy. And I always refer them to the International Association of Yoga Therapists because they are the, the governing organization for standards. And they've done a really good job at defining scope, but, um, and I can't quote their uh, official language right now. I probably should memorize it, but I'll, I think it's probably pretty lengthy. But, you know, if you're asking me personally, yeah. I, certainly, I certainly maintain personal boundaries between my own sharing as a, as a woman um, that I would do with a friend, let's say, I don't share in the same way with clients. So yeah. I'm very mindful of professional boundaries in that regard. But in terms of scope of practice, the way I look at it is if I'm talking about a teaching that is within the, the classical text, so I'm particularly studied in the Yoga Sutras and yeah. they are my foundation uh, from which I coach. So if there is um, a teaching within the Yoga Sutras that is addressing the issue at hand that the person is explaining to me, that's where I'm going to come in from. That's what I'm going to share with them. And I'm going to, I'm not just going to quote the philosophy. I'm really going to break it down and help them to understand what it means in terms of the circumstance that they're going through in their lives. But that keeps it within a, a legitimate scope of practice that, and I am very clear with clients in saying that I'm not a licensed psychotherapist. Yeah. It was a path that I chose not to take. Um, although that was a part of my early studies and that I find within the philosophies and practices of classical yoga, the tools that I want to coach through. And mm -hmm. so this is what I offer and this is what they say, and this is how I think they can help you. And then it's for anyone to take or leave if they feel that benefit, you know? And I, I love your answer. And I think you probably also, um, because of the the nature and the longevity of your own practice, because of the you know the rigor that you bring to your own study and 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 um, sharing of, of wisdom, I suspect that you're undervaluing what comes naturally to you in simply knowing what's in and what's out, and um, and I 
I wonder for people who are newer into this space and who want to, particularly for, you know, most of us get into these types of, this type of field because we want to help people. And if you can see, if not you, if someone can see somebody else in pain or in suffering and you, and they feel maybe this would help, we, we feel drawn to do that. Sometimes I wonder at the expense of what's appropriate, not in a, um, even in a way that probably in a way that's gone completely unnoticed. And this is what I mean about the, just about the um, finding the sweet spot between um, not being hesitant in supporting, but also just not even the smallest of overstepping. And do you think it just comes with wisdom or? I think it comes with intuition and intuition is built through introspection mm. and it's built through meditation. Mm. So these core practices, um, meditation and introspection, are absolutely fundamental for anyone who wants to be in any type of coaching space, in my opinion. Because if you aren't doing your own work and you're not really, really clear, then yeah, you're probably going to go somewhere you shouldn't go, either with advice or oversharing or out of scope or whatever. And so um, it's really essential that we continue. And I mean, my, I, it's daily practice for me, all of it, meditation, introspection, just the constant watching of where self is entering. And particularly when I'm going to sit down with a client, you know, I check myself at the door to the best of my ability. I ask, for guidance from spirit so that what they need is what comes through my mouth and not what I'm think is great that day. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's lots of things I might think are great, but it might not be great for them. So I really want to attune to what they need. And the only way I can do that is by being in touch with my intuition. And the way I do that is through meditation and introspection. Which you've just provided. We couldn't have constructed this better if we'd talked about it in advance. The perfect segue to take us all the way back to talk about your book, um, Spark Change. So where can we get it? Let's do that to start with. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, So my website, in case people want to sign up for my list and get a free excerpt or the guides, um, is (laughs) Jenny, J-E-N-N-I-E, Lee, L-E-E, yogatherapy.com. So JennyLeeYogatherapy.com. You can also, uh, there's links to all the places you can get the book, but that would be Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any of your independent bookstores, and the publisher is Sounds True. Cool. So there's lots and lots of places that it can be purchased. Um, and please do. <laughs> you can I had a very exciting thing happen today oh. that it hit number one. Oh, yes. Uh, on the Amazon chart for cre- the category of creativity. So I think that is pretty cool that, you know, we really are creating our own experience. And that's so much of what the, 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 that personal or spiritual evolution is, is really that imagining and creating of our own experience. So that was exciting stuff today. So exciting. Congratulations. It's it's a massive thing. I just think it's amazing that you've written three books. I mean, I just, I think that's as a, as a lapsed writer, I'm wildly inspired by that. Um, there was one thing else. Oh, is there an audio version? No, there's not yet. Um, I'm not sure that there will be. I can't say for sure. That's definitely up to the publisher. But you know, this is a, this is the kind of book that people do need to pick up 
and sit and kind of look at it and ponder. And I think it might be a bit odd to have an audio, but I don't know. We'll see if they want I, me to do it, I'll do it. But I love audio. I could imagine just like pick if it was like question, if it was 108 chapters, then you could just randomly pick and then listen. And then that would work for me. That'd be cool. A little scroll. Like I do that sometimes with my music. I just scroll and pick a song. Yeah. yeah. My other two books are on audio and I had fun narrating them. So if it happens, it happens. That's what's going to be my next question. If it happens, would you narrate it yourself and the answer is going to be? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would hope so. Although I had to, I had to audition to narrate my other two. So I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I, I mean, you could, maybe you, someone may have a terrible, you know, one of those annoying voice or, if you're in someone's head for 10 hours, it counts. So well done for being good enough to read your own book. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you again for coming back. It's been an absolute joy. Uh, folks, do go get this book. Um, I know so many of you uh, message me on Insta about what should I read next, Amy. Um, I love this one because it has two functions. You can use it for your own practice and you can absolutely use it, absolutely use it in your business whether that's in the delivery, workshops, class ideas, themes, or whether it's in, like Jenny said, your social media. So it's an investment that's got crazy amounts of uh, utility. It's also just nice to support other awesome people in yoga land, like my guest today, Jenny Lee. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Amy. It was really great to be with you. And I'm on social media. So find me at Jenny Lee, author on Instagram and on Facebook as well. So love to connect with people. Stalk her. (laughs) thank you so much so there you have it folks another edition of the abundant yoga teacher podcast hey favor to ask if you found the content useful i would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five star rating and if you've got a moment a review would be super cool no pressure of course like i said earlier if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future i would love to be in service DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.